Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. I guess we're going to find out. Hey, everybody. We're mid-convo over here. (laughs) Just diving right in. Yeah, we we were discussing what we were going to talk about today, and we have an idea, but there might be multiple topics. Who knows? We took a little break, and now we're back. I feel like that was important. I think this is something that everybody should know, but third lines in particular, that sometimes stuff starts to feel like you have to do it. And when it starts to feel a little bit like that, you should take a break. You don't have to burn it down or like do the third line bond broken forever thing with, with most stuff. If you just take a break, I've noticed this for myself. Yeah. And I think that's the thing people don't really understand about third lines who aren't third lines, like the bond made and broken, just a break is kind of breaking a bond. It's mm-hmm. like you have to step back from it and then come back to it. It's not like you just break up with people and never talk to them again. It's like, hey, this thing isn't working right now. Let's yeah, Yeah. So yeah, and, and I didn't realize how much I needed a break until you're like, we'll be fine. Let's take a week off. <laughs> yeah, I was, it was like, I was trying, I was like, okay, we have to record. Let me find a date. What are we going to talk about? And as soon as I started to feel like heaviness, I went, Hey, we've recorded in my head. I said, we've put out 17 episodes straight, 17 weeks. Like we deserve a break. Yes. 17. Good. (laughs) That's a lot. That's what, that really helped me when I thought that I was like, wow, we actually are probably overdue for a break and we haven't done it because we were so excited about this thing and we're getting guests and we're like, yes, come talk to us. Oh, I have this idea for this. And then it was rolling along. And I think we like rolled past where we probably should have just been like, oh, maybe we should have taken a break, but not very much past because we both, I think we both felt it and noticed it and we're like, "Mm, let's take a break. Yeah. But I mean, we weren't gone very long and now we have a ton of shit to talk about. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I wonder if that's good. I wonder if that helps the 11 too, gate 11, like stoke back up. It's because I know when I read about 11, it's always like, you will never run out of ideas for as long as you live. You always have ideas forever and ever and ever. And they're just overflowing in your mind. And what are you going to do? And I don't always have ideas. So I freaked. I was like, am I not doing 11 right? Like, I don't always have ideas. Come on. And so I realized, I think, especially for projectors, especially, especially for mental projectors, the burnout burns out all the parts, pieces, all of them. Yeah. And your 11 can burn out. And it's like, well, I'm tired of giving you ideas. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) You get no ideas. Well, and like, I think about gate 47, like I realized that part of that is, is stepping away from the processing. And once you Mm -hmm. give it space, then the realization can come through. So it makes sense with 11 too, or maybe even any gate coming off the Ajna, like trying to think about it so much and make that thing happen give it the space and do you have 47 yeah that's my son gate my and that's why i did another thing another thing is your you hook up my my head you you yeah. activate my crown yes and so maybe it's like crown 
is tired is tired my crown needed a break I don't know <laughs> I don't know but yeah I just remember because I've been telling you I've been thinking about Ajna lately because it's always like oh define Ajna you're you're when you're certain you're certain when you know you know and I'm like no sir I don't trust that that's true. How do you know? How do you know that you know? Like I get like real in my head about like how can people be certain about things? Mm -hmm. And so I've decided a couple of things. One, I'm going to look at the Ajna and my gates because I have 11 and 43. And Mm -hmm. I I also was like, oh, I have this 64 up here and this hanging gate for like this 47 is not defined, but the 64 is reaching down. So maybe I should look at the 47 too. But I also think I need to, and I don't have doubt, but I really, it helps me to have proof. I've noticed this, if I can prove things to myself, like I was like, we, we did this 17 times. We need a break. That was proof to me. Like, look at this, look at this thing. And the proof for me is I need to look back at the times where I really felt like I was certain there's not that many times. Yeah. I think for me, it's hard. (laughs) Something I've realized personally is I don't believe in mental certainty. Like there's not just mental certainty. It comes in different flavors for different people. And life is not certain like ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see this a lot with people who come to me or ask questions about human design and they want some kind of certainty. Like what is, I'm a one, black, white. Yeah. Like I'm a one, three emotional generator. What's a good career for me? I I don't know, love. Like <laughs> your guts is as good as mine. <laughs> oh, I get that too when people want answers. Yeah. Like that's not really what this is. But we both have the defined ajna. So there's a part of us that really see is seeking out the answer, you know? Yes. So the way that I see it is that my certainty is going to be different than your certainty because of the flavoring. Like I have the 47 in my son with the 1156, right? So yeah, it's going to be specific things, re- specific realizations that I have. You have the 1156 and the 43. So there's going to be different things for you in your processing. You're here to be mentally certain in a different way than I am. That's how I mm-hmm. see it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's that one was a, a weird one. I thought about the other day and I was like, oh, and I agree with you. The word certain is certain and certainty is very like, it's very extreme to me because it's like one all on to one side. And when I say extreme, this happens a lot when me and Sean are arguing, like uh, arguing, I'll be like, you have extreme, you're having extreme wording right now, or you're using extreme words. And to him, that means like extreme bad, like, oh, this is extremely terrible. But for me, when I say extreme, it means the word is like always, never. They're they're on one side. They don't have any wiggle room. And to me, yeah. certainty doesn't really have a whole lot of wiggle. Yes, yes. Which that's why I'm like, how? Well, I get there. I feel like when we get to those extremes, like you were saying, like, like every time, like you do this all the time or whatever. I like, never say that. Well, I but mean, I bear, I mean, oh, God damn it. I just said what it. I'm saying is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like doing that. That's where it's a big clue of some story that you have. Like that's a, a not self thing that's come up or that's mm-hmm. something where like when you were five, something happened and you created this in your mind, right? Like 
Mm -hmm. great point to go into reflection when we get that universalization Mm -hmm. yeah you're totally right I try really hard not to say those I rarely say it that's what I go with is rarely yeah (laughs) rarely and almost always I throw those in whenever I'm talking because I to me that, like I said, the terms never and always don't apply in very many instances at all when you're speaking to another person. Um, because that's just not how life, just like you said, life isn't like that. <laughs> like yeah. there's always, and it's so funny because at the same time, whenever, sometimes me and Sean will be having a discussion and he likes to harp on the, the very rare thing that might happen to like one person. And I'm talking about like the majority of people mm. and and it's hard. I'm like, you're talking about, he's like, but that's still there. I'm like, I understand. But any option you choose in life is going to have this extreme. If this happens and lightning strikes twice in this spot and this random thing happens. Yeah. Something terrible might happen to a very small amount of people. Maybe. But right. That's for all choices in life. You kind of. I, to me personally, I skew towards what's best for most people. I think that's a, a very projector way to is to be like, what's best for most people and we're collective, but mm-hmm. so <laughs> independent stuff happening in there. So to me, it's like, we're, it's up to us individually to take care of the group, but you're in charge of yourself, but yeah. do what's best for everybody. If you can yeah we get these weird talks man where he like hangs on to this and I'm like babe like the odds of that happening are so astronomically he's like but what if what if (laughs) I'm not gonna I can't argue that with you because I you're right it's a possibility oh my god he's possibility view is he yes okay that explains (laughs) (laughs) well now we can just start talking about views is it yeah. called view all the time? Is there another name for it? Uh, perspective. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I've heard it called something else. Are you drinking coffee? Yes, I. So I don't know why I got so happy. <laughs> well, because you know, I rarely ever drink it, but I really I know try the pumpkin foam cold brew. Oh. Because I've just been curious, and so I decided I went and did a little quick um, thrift store run this morning before we met and so it's like I'm gonna get coffee and go to the thrift store because that sounds amazing and I got I have to show you okay I'm excited you guys she never drinks coffee so (laughs) like yes she's drinking caffeine oh that's so cute isn't it and then I'm looking at it it is a coach bag that I got for five dollars wow what did you find (laughs) I was like getting up to the line. I'm like, please don't figure out it's a coach bag and charge me more. <laughs> so I'm like trying to be You're cool. like, look at this no name bag. And it's just so like, plain. Just this bag I might paint it or put glitter on it, you know, because it's pretty nobody. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to clean it up. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. It's so pretty. <laughs> That's happening. Have you ever gone to a store and an item that you chose had the wrong price. And when you get up to there, you realize that that's true, but it's less than what you would have paid for. So you don't say anything. And you're just like, please don't know that this is a dollar less than what it said up there. And then you get it and you're like, yes. And you feel bad for like a second, but then it's like that person's not going to get in trouble. And it's like a dollar. It's not like I was buying a car and or anything. 
right? <laughs> I feel like the same way with how you feel. You're just like, here. And this is, and the reason I'm doing this and putting it on the conveyor belt is because this is before they had self-checkout when this happened to me. Um, <laughs> and so it's been a long time and I had, you have to, and so you have to give the things. And I was like, wonderful weather we're having, right? I was being so like, cause I'm a terrible liar. I'm the worst fucking liar. And so yeah. if I know something and they don't know that thing, but I also know in my head, like, they're not going to get in trouble. Like, I'm not stealing. It just yeah. rang up for a different price. I didn't know it was going to do that. It dinged, and there's a different price. I'm like, oh. Ooh. Well, and I also found this Dooney and Burke bag because, like, my inner oh my 12-year-old God. is just obsessed, right? With Dooney and Burke and Coach, that was, like, my dream. And It's here. back now, though, because all this shit's back. You yeah. carry that Dooney and Burke, someone's going to be like, what vintage D and B? I know. I know. And that one didn't have a price. So I'm just like, again, chill. I'm like, oh, this one didn't have a price. So I don't know. And she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, Dooney and Burke. And she's like nerding out. And she's like, I'm gonna have to do $12.99. Is that okay? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, casually drinking my coffee. I'm like, whatever. Yes, well, I, I guess I can swing that. But somehow she didn't catch the coach. And so it's like you were saying, like, part of me felt bad on the way out. I'm like, uh, did I just steal? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it was used items you're right. you're great I right. love it and when you carry it you're gonna be like oh look at my bag I'm so look at what I did mm. yeah that's how but, I get yeah well and I live in this like upper middle class place right and so they're all the other moms like at the basketball games are walking in with their Louis Vuittons and their golden goose shoes and like all their designer because they're stay-at-home moms and their husbands are rich and I'm like the only single mom so I think those golden goose shoes are ugly. Oh my gosh. And but they're everywhere here. I know. And they're like three million bazillion dollars. I don't understand that one. It doesn't I mean I get they're supposed to look distressed and I get that that's cool. But some yeah, of the styles like, Sean showed me, I was like, these look like legit dirty shoes. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like some of the glitter ones, right? But if, yeah. if they were like fifty dollars like that would be a stretch for me right but I'm like maybe I could get behind this like for some of the and I'm sure you can find some that you like that look very similar that are a different brand that are well, Walmart, way Walmart way always cheaper. has a good dupe honestly yeah um, when they're that far from your eyes they're all the way on the ground you can't really tell yeah yeah and I've finally gotten to the point where like if I'm subbing at the high school and a kid calls me out for having a dupe I'd be like yeah I don't care. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, in I the bought past- this myself. Who bought that for you? Your mommy? Right. See, I'd get fired. I would just get fired. <laughs> I'm sure you can't I say stuff have- like that to children. <laughs> I do have a Louis Vuitton dupe um, that I brought to school. And the kids, like the girls were like, oh my gosh, Coach Davila, I love your bag. I'm like, thanks. I know. I'm like, I'm going to keep it back here. You can't get too close. <laughs> that's awesome that's so good well good I'm glad we had great mornings yes yes so that and I found like this really gorgeous mirror um it's funny I don't really carry purses all that often but like they're just gorgeous and I love them so no if you're gonna if you're gonna this is the thing if you're gonna carry it then it doesn't matter what it is or if it's impractical or whatever if you're gonna when I got married I was like hey how tight can you make this dress? I don't want to breathe. Like, I don't care if it's, un- if it's excruciating for 10 hours, I will be, I don't give a shit. Like, this is how it's going to look. 
and I could sit, but it was like this. Oh my god! So I ate like this. Yeah. And the whole time I was just like, <laughs> it was. I I didn't want to take it off. Like I was like, can I sleep in this dress? And Sean goes, no. You're like, yeah. I'm just gonna live in this from now on. <laughs> like, isn't it uncomfortable? I go, do I look uncomfortable? And he goes, no. And I go, well, I am, but I don't give a shit. Like, it was great. <laughs> But that's how I feel about style and clothes and fashion is if you're so excited to wear it that you're just like, yes, yes. I don't care how impractical it is. I don't care what you paid for it. I don't care what it looks like. If you're like, I'm so excited to be wearing this thing, go for it. You wear that thing. Yeah, for sure. When people aren't excited and they wear stuff that's uncomfortable, I don't, that's when I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, at least be comfortable. But it's designer. (laughs) like high like high-heeled shoes I I have like three or four pairs and I haven't worn them since like 2019 I haven't worn high heels since my second wedding I don't think but I used to love them me too I was in college and I would give a speech I would wear high heels because I just felt like it gave me that boost of confidence I felt good I loved it yes and now I'm like it will be sneakers yeah I wore them the last time was 2019 to my brother's wedding I wore mm-hmm. heels I still have and I look at that because I have like three or four pairs that are packed away and I'm like maybe I should get rid of these but I know I'm gonna have to go to something like a wedding or something where just like you said I would feel better personally in my ensemble mm-hmm. if I had like some Cause I can walk in heels good and I got pretty long legs. So it's like, I know how much it helps for the dressing up. Oh yeah. But I'm not going to dress up unless you make me. <laughs> I love comfort, but I also like cute stuff. I don't carry purses because I don't like to have stuff in my hands. So I wear fanny packs or like backpacks because then yeah, it's or attached I... to my body somehow. I love that fanny packs are back, honestly, but that like they wear them on the chest. I can't do, I don't do that. My six line says that that looks stupid and I wears it the way that it is intended. I don't (laughs) care if I look old. That to me, I, and I feel bad judging people for their choice. But anytime I see that, I'm like, you look dumb. You're like, my head and my head, even people I like, even my friends who show up at something, I'm like, "Ah, it looks really dumb, but okay. I guess that's how we're wearing it. It just feels like. To me, when I see it like that, it feels like it's the apocalypse and like you are strapped in and locked to loaded and there's like ammunition in here and like we're we're going out like this feels way too prepared for some sort of disaster. Oh my God. Looking really dumb and like you just threw it on like casual but also disaster. I don't know. I can't explain it. That is so funny. Okay. So I'm trying to put this together because, um, so you have this, to- you have a Taurus rising, right? And Taurus is all about like things looking good and feeling yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and my kid, my youngest manifester is a Taurus. And one day I gave my older son, we were going somewhere and I was like, here, use this fanny pack. I guess we we're going to go walk anyway. I gave my kid a fanny pack so he could just put his phone in there and we could walk around the park. Mm-hmm. So it, not in like the pocket of his shorts where it's gonna fall yeah, out. fall out yeah yeah and I was like here just put it on like this because 
like honestly I kind of like it I think it's Sean cute. wears it like that so, yeah it's a very and, personal weird view I have no no I was about to say my younger son who's the Taurus he's like he looks at me and he's like are people wearing it like that <laughs> like yes <laughs> right all of the people <laughs> I'm like yeah that's are. <laughs> I agree they wear their supreme fanny pack across their chest oh yeah, oh, yeah. Did he put it around his waist no, he kept it on his chest like that. But he was like, what do you guys do? Yeah, well, my oldest son doesn't really care, um, but he's just now starting to figure out style. So I think he was like trying out because I'm like, this is the style now. Like, this is what it looks, this is what people are doing. So I think he was just trying it out. I can't imagine having boys because I'm sure they never cared about any of this stuff until like now. Like girls and style probably come at like the same oh, gosh. time or yeah. maybe not girls days thems boys whatever but that kind of stuff I feel like happens at the same time where they're like oh they start thinking about what they look like guy boys anyway guys like haven't but my my manifestor kiddo in the past year he's really been amping up his style and being really specific about it and then we finally took my oldest this summer we took him shopping and like styled him mm-hmm. and so it was cute because Oliver Aww. was like telling Matthew what to wear. He's like, you you want to wear these colors together, not these. Or you should have made a montage, a makeover oh montage. It was so cute. I wish I would have. Um, and so then funny. the shirts we found for him, like he started wearing them all the time. Even if he, we weren't going anywhere, he would just wear his button-up Aww. shirt and um, started to care a little bit more. Like we got him nice shoes. I'm like, you're going to college. It's time to start thinking about this stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's really cute. He's actually putting thought into it now oh sean is gate 22 his son gates 22 so he's very i've never i've never dated or been with dated he's my husband um i've never (laughs) been with a guy who cared about clothes really at all like and it's just funny because he cares about it more than i do he takes longer to pick out his outfit then I like he'll go to pick out start picking out his outfit when he knows I need I have more time to get ready because he stay he takes time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the most comfortable? What haven't I worn in the last few days? This, 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 let's go. But he's yeah. very much like shoes go with the socks and go with the this. And, and it's cute. He's like, Janelle, does this shirt look better? Or this. And then I'll tell him what I think goes because. Like I'm really pretty good at like color, like color going like Mm -hmm. a lot. I've tried to teach him. I'm like, a lot of stuff goes together that you don't think would go together, but you just, when you put it next to each other, what does it look like? Like when you look at it, are you like, oh, this goes, or you're like, "Ah." like, that's how you figure it out. And I also told told him, cause he, he would have a hard time with like tones, Mm -hmm. like how almost all bright neon colors go together almost all pale colors go together but when you try to match neon with pale you got to pay attention to what color family you're in because it might look wool I'm real I have like a it's weird that you said that about the Taurus thing because I'm very like what goes together what doesn't go together yeah and when it comes to decor and decorating he's I've told you this he's like more is more is more 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 Mm -hmm. more and I'm like "Mm." And he's like minimal. He's like, you just want white hospital walls. I'm like, no, I just don't need to cover every inch with like knickknacky shit. What is his <laughs> cognition? Um, he's oh god, I think we talked about this. Nervous touch, right? That's a cognition, or is that the wrong thing? Um, 
Wait, that's the determination. Oh, oops. So what's the tone under that? Oh, see, underneath. What are the name tones? And I'll be able to tell you. So the determination is what you just said. And then the cognition. So the top left arrow, the one in the triangle. What's yours? Mine is inner or outer vision. Oh, okay. That's what, see, I just needed to know. So it's inner vision, outer vision, smell, taste, all those things? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Okay. Once I hear a word that goes with the category of things, I'm like, okay, that's where we are. Like, yeah. And then I remember, <laughs> like I put them all in categories. Um, <laughs> otherwise I'll forget like where things go. I have to find his little, his chart. He is, ba ba ba. Wait, what am I? His cognition? Inner, he's inner vision like me. Oh, oh, cool. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. I just forgot. But yeah, we're both inner vision. What is the one under his environment? Mm -hmm. Environment style? Or what do you. No, it one? doesn't call it out. Just what's the number? Oh, under his environment? Yeah. Like if you look at um, the bottom left arrow. Yeah. Right? There's a yeah. four and a one. Okay. Oh, so he's double inner vision? I guess. Is, I thought his inner vision for both? Sure. I don't know. Is it four on both? The... No, it's a four and a one. Okay. Does that help? I can't see anything. Uh <laughs> Okay, yeah, both of his tones are four. So yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So triangles, four, four in the green triangle. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> I was just curious because I was I've been reading about this a lot lately. Like this has been my latest focus, mm -hmm. and one of the things with the touch cognition was wanting to have a lot of things because it's like you just want to be able to touch your environment all the time. Makes so sense. I was curious if we had that, um, but I love how both of y'all have inner vision and. I just think that's cool yeah yeah that's always that's another weird one um and that's underneath like those arrows that everybody always is like what's the, what are the arrows what are the arrows what are the arrows what are the, arrows? the four arrows we, we we've talked about two we're going to talk about two again but there's stuff underneath those so it's they're not it's not just these four things there's under there's layers there's layers upon layers this is where i <laughs> I almost like stopped because I was like, this is just too much information. I don't know how much. That's why when she's talking about the things under and the numbers, I'm like, I have, I have not gone that that far. <laughs> I know the words and sometimes I know the energy around the words, but the technical, like looking at the chart and going, oh, this is how I see this because of this, these things. Mm. Mm. Um, I know right arrows and left arrows. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what I got. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that's what I love about this system. It's like you can go as deep or as shallow as mm -hmm. you want because even the surface level is super deep. So, and I love how you have this like, I don't know if it's like confidence or comfortability. Comfortability is that even a word? I don't know. Um, it sounds weird that you have about taking a piece of this of in, of human design and just like going like right in the mountain all the way down to the bottom, and I'm like. I'm going to stay up here and practice with the, on the bunny slopes. And you're like, no, I'm double black dimonding this shit right now. Like, I'm going in. I'll come back and tell you what I It's learned. cool though. I like it because 
there's like a certain part of me that feels like I have to control the level of like how deep I go into these things. I think a little bit of me is afraid that I'm going to get over it or like get burnt out from human design again and be like, ah, I can't do this thing anymore. And then I'll need to take another break. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but a lot of times I don't even know if maybe I get, I'm just not as interested as you are. I think your first line really gives you that like, I was about to say, let's remember I'm majority one line and I'm like one one line. Yeah. And that fear motivation, it like really is what drives it. That's so that's true. Yeah. That, and that's honestly, it's something that has given me a lot of peace about this aspect of myself and to have a better relationship with the learning, because before it would be very much about, I have to learn all these things so that I can be better so that I can know enough, like that insecurity that drives the one line, it was very Mm -hmm. much insecurity based. And now it's just more like, oh, here's what's drawing my focus now. Let's yeah. build a foundation here. And it's not about coming from a place of lack. It's just like, oh, this is, this is. What I want doing. to learn about this for yeah. me. Cause yeah. I think this is cool. Exactly. And, and it helps me to not be so weird about it. Like I would kind of judge myself. One time a doctor, the same doctor that told me I had PTSD from my marriage. I was like going into him a couple of times to have follow-ups. And I was reading a, a biography about Albert Einstein's wife mm-hmm. at the time because I I didn't read fiction for the longest time and he's like maybe you should like read something fun instead of this and I was like this is fun <laughs> like it was fun for me but it's not fun for the majority of people so I would mm-hmm. judge myself like I was weird if I saw you somebody reading a non-fiction book like that I'm like oh my god this person is so smart they're learning as a hobby I'll come home and Sean will be watching like random ass history channel shows about King Tut or whatever. And he'll be like into it. And I I just like, I'm like, how are you? Do you give a shit? Like history to me is automatics. I'm going to sleep. Like I do not care. It's the past for gosh darn sake. Who cares (laughs) about the past? You know, I don't. So I can't like history is the worst he's tried to get me into some of his shows and I'm just like like Oak Island to me is historical even though I don't it's the it's right now they're doing but it's all about old shit that I don't care wait is that the one where they're like first of Oak Island yeah but they never find anything ever for like a million seasons they're just digging we started watching that one and then very I tried to watch it with Sean no I can't he loves it and I'm just like they literally never find anything so no thank you and he likes ghost shows like those ghost adventures and like I ghost hunters I get too weird I'm like if I watch this then ghosts are gonna think it's okay to come in my house and we can't have that <laughs> I think go- there's a show called ghost brothers and it's his favorite show oh, wow. it's very hilarious they're not brothers I'm just gonna tell you that <laughs> Um, but it's really funny. Um, that one actually is kind of funny. And if I hear it and I'm in another room, sometimes I'll be like, huh, cause they just, it's so wild, but they're yeah. all like that. It's just, and anytime they go, okay, we're going to talk to the ghost and we're going to record it with this thing and play it back. And you're going to hear the ghost talk. And then they go, okay, hey ghost, what's up? What's, what do you have to say? And then they record the silence and then they play it back and you hear like, 
And they're like, oh, God, that was a word. They definitely just said, come into this room over here. Even though all you hear is like, what? Or some like weird backfire noise or like, yeah, it's just sound from the thing. Like, and they pick out words. And whenever they pick words out of like random noises, I can't handle it. Yeah. Because one of them will be like, that he said bacon. The other one will be like, yes, yes, I heard bacon. No, you heard no, you heard like feedback weirdness. Like there was no words. <laughs> I've never once heard a word. And I've asked Sean, I go, do you ever actually hear a word when they play the noise? Or do you just hear noise and they tell you what the word is? And he goes, Oh, well, they tell you. I don't know. <laughs> no. See, I love that you're afraid of like ghosts coming to get you or whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Go ghosts? That is not <laughs> a real thing. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> I've always felt very connected to the spiritual realm. Whatever. I know I'm supposed to be spiritual, but I don't think you're not are supposed real. to be anything. You're just you. It's fine. I know, <laughs> but there's other spiritual spiritual stuff that I do. Like you got me into this whole like there's guides and people helping you out up there and I don't I still have a hard time with that but I I feel the plausibility of it mm-hmm. but ghosts I guess because it's so fantastical and nothing like that has oh my gosh holy crap the other day this isn't ghosts this is Siri but the other day I had my phone in my hand. And I set it down like this on, on the table. And I, and I said, as I was setting it down, I said, Sean, I've had the Beverly Hillbillies or the Gilligan's Island theme song stuck in my head all day. And I walked into another room and it started playing. And I thought he was messing with me. I thought he was like playing it on the TV. And I came out and I was singing it. And I was like, I was like, cool. And I looked at him. I'm like, are you going to play the whole song? And he goes, are you going to play the whole song? Because he's sitting on the couch like like he's watching TV. And yeah. I look at the TV and there's nothing. It's like paused because he's listening to me talk. And I'm like, where is that coming from? He goes, I don't know. You tell me. You turned it on. I go, I did not. I did not. I literally said, I've had the theme stuck in my head all day. And now it is playing. And I pick up my phone and like the music on my phone is playing Gilligan's Island. And I don't have Gilligan's Island on my phone. I think I just said it out loud. And the yeah. phone was like, here you go. And it freaked me out, man. And I know it's fucking Surrey, AI, whatever bullshit's listening to me all the time. But I've never had that happen. Like where I say the name of a song and it just plays. Like, yeah. Have you ever had that happen? No. Okay. It fucking freaked me out. I was like, but I think what I did maybe when I put my phone down, maybe it was open to something and maybe it heard me say, because I just said it and it just played. It, it must have weird. like something you said sounded close enough to "Hey Siri," <laughs> but I didn't hear like a bebop or a like. Oh Go yes, ahead. oh yeah, your Siri's talking to you now, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> don't say Gilligan's Island, um, but that was weird. I don't think that was a ghost, but it was. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, and I thought Sean was messing with me though, because he can get a really serious face and mess with me for a long time, and I'm very gullible. I'm like, really? And so I had, I'm like, give me your shit. Like, where, where are you playing this from? And he's like, no. He's like, you're doing this. Wow. <laughs> no. So weird. 
so weird but yeah i mean i guess i don't not believe in ghosts if they're there they're there i just never have seen any proof beyond stupid ghost shows that are not a couple interesting experiences and my family has some anecdotes of like my grandpa visiting which i think is kind of cute like when my cousin got married uh, they had the reception in my grandma and grandpa's house, which they live in at the moment. Mm-hmm. But this was like 20 years ago. They got married and my grandma was still alive and she had all of her knickknacks around. Anyway, just randomly out of the blue in the middle of the reception, people are hanging out and this music box started playing. It was a music box that my grandpa had given my grandma mm-hmm. decades before and it had it's been sitting on a shelf there's no reason for it to play and so they really felt like that was grandpa saying hi Mm -hmm. um so I've had a couple experiences with my grandpa like I feel like he just loves his family so he's been hanging out with us this whole time Mm -hmm. and that's that's the main thing for me yeah I mean there's stuff that happens or I'll see something and it will like intensely remind me of my mom in more intense ways than just like oh like she liked dogs or like this like something specific and I'm like or like a smell or something and I'm like shit but again I'm not I don't know what that is do you remember that in like I think it was in the 90s or early 2000s they had tv shows with like got people that talked to dead people like John John Edwards Edwards. oh my god I loved those shows yes and there's Tyler Henry now and it like blows my mind the The John Edwards was bullshit though and they proved they have proven that that was total bullshit he's on TikTok I follow him John Edwards yes they have like I watched there's a I think there's a documentary or something that was like behind the scenes of some of these shows and they show like these people getting interviewed and like saying these things on camera before they were ever on the show. Like, I hope that my grandpa Lauren... and they name yeah and then he's like oh I'm getting L I'm getting L L L Lawrence yeah come on down. Yeah, You're the next contestant on ghost shows. Um, <laughs> those were so crazy i yeah. like them but at the same time i could see feel like yeah i, I felt bad like for something henry is legit like watching him blows my mind and i did i did talk to a psychic one time about something like as soon as we got on it was so funny she's like okay i gotta tell you as soon as i tapped in to con- connect to this energy there is a woman who will not stop talking to me and <laughs> like just really just went on to describe things and i was like that's grandma glitter <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> if anyone said shit like that to me, I'd be like, mm, it could be anybody. But I pull tarot cards, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's why I feel like I have I have like this responsibility to be at like a certain level of spirituality and be okay with all of it. But there's only certain parts of it that I don't like. And well, okay, this makes me wonder. Like, if we look at this from from your view and motivation versus my view and motivation like it makes me really curious about how this we're we're both showing up correctly for ourselves because your view is survival yeah you know baseline and then your motivation is that innocence so it makes sense with that survival view you'd be like I need more information I need all of the information yeah. And you, like all but one of your colors are one. And then of course I have a bunch of one lines and that's your motivation, but I have probability view. So I'm like, 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's probably <laughs> like there's who am I to say it's not? Like, I can't look at all the probabilities. So that's really fascinating to me. And when I think about probability, it's like that's what that's what I think of. Like, well, probably it's true. And and Nimbus was gonna make it, but he did not. (laughs) That's okay. I was just trying to keep talking. So no, I know you do really. We're both really good at that. One of us has to like ah, like oh, it's my turn to talk. Yeah, but I like the view. Like I told you, view it helps me because it feels black and white. View is the the which arrow. bottom Bottom right right. on the personality side so oh when people talk about like manifesting yeah okay (laughs) oh no I said the (laughs) m-word no it's just I the manifesting arrow and that whole lore that came from that annoys me because that specific placement it comes from the north and south nodes it's the color and tone of your north and south nodes Uh and Someone just, north and south nodes is like past future right it's more about like physicality about location but yes the the placement it's like where you're coming from and where you're going to okay but physicality of past oh i like that thought that helps me remember because yeah. i forget and what all the planets and things mean if you think about it too like the environment that comes from your subconscious north and south node and so that's where you're meant to be where your body is meant to be so that you can look from your correct viewpoint. So when you're in your correct environment, you can see from your correct view. So when you're in your cave, that smells good, (laughs) then you can see what you need to survive. That's what you're doing. When I'm in my valley, that looks good. And talking to the people I'm meant to talk to, like then I can see the probability of what can happen cool i never even thought of it like that like the way so this is what's underneath no this is on the right side but when people would talk about this arrow before it always confused me because of what we were talking about that manifesting versus yeah specific like specific, yeah, yeah yeah i'm like yeah. i don't even remember what it's called anymore because i haven't talked yeah. about it like that since I very first started learning about human design and it's not really that's not really what it's meant to be about right yeah. no not at all I can kind of see how she created that because it is your viewpoint and if it's left it's focused if it's right it's peripheral so I can kind of see like if you have a left arrow and that's your small picture focus in on a thing if you have a right arrow then it's like your view is going to be on the outside so I can kind of see, but that's not what it was. The manifesting part doesn't doesn't fit. Not to me. No, not to a lot of us. I understand the reason that I never really cared about it, or when people would bring it up or whatever, I would say, yeah, this is what they would say. You're a non-specific manifester, but one, I didn't want to confuse people because when you use like manifester as a type, so right. when you're talking about manifesting. Yeah. Like it's different. They're different things and manifesting in human design is different than manifesting in a lot of other spiritual speak. Manifesting yeah. in human design is more literal, more what you're putting out into the universe, not mm-hmm. like what you're calling for. It's what you're manifesting. 
that's what the throat center is doing essentially yeah and it's almost like opposite dynamics like in other spiritual speak manifesting is calling things in and in human design it's what are you putting out it's they're different things Yeah. yeah so I always thought it was confusing. I didn't want to confuse other people. So that's why I automatically was like, well, I'm never referring to this as this because I don't want to confuse people, manifester or not. But then the more that I would hear it, I was like, ugh. Like, I know that's not what it's about, but it's not particularly negative. So like if I heard I was non-specific versus specific manifester, none of those to me feel bad. So I just let people have their... Mm-hmm their thoughts about it like if you want to try to manifest stuff by thinking about a red car and you get a red car cool or if you just want to have the thought of energy feeling of going fast and that's how you manifest great none of those things are incorrect or wrong you're putting stuff out to the universe that you want who cares how you do it (laughs) yeah and that's my viewpoint on it too like if that resonates with you and you like doing it then I'm not going to stop you, mm-hmm. but it makes no sense. And it's not actually part of human design. Just no. that. <laughs> And when it comes to the woo woo manifesting thing, I do feel more comfortable with like general ideas and feelings and energy, mm-hmm. like, like wanting that than specific stuff, but that's just a personal, it just feels easier to do that. <laughs> and so if I'm going to do like positive spiritual woo-woo shit and I'm going to think about stuff that I want, it's easier for me to think about it in a, what, what's the feeling I would have if I had this stuff. But like you said, that's not human design. It's other, it's just other tools that we use. Yeah. So it's (laughs) interesting. And then I've noticed for myself, like if I'm trying to, I'll try all the different manifesting things, of course, because I'm like, yeah, I want to manifest a good life. Yeah, her. (laughs) Yeah. But the times that things, when I look back on it, the times I've been most successful and then things actually manifest, it's when I completely forgot that I asked for that thing. Mm -hmm. And that really annoys me. (laughs) You're like, now I got to forget. Yes. Like, but how do I forget that that's what I want? And and still, yeah, it's so. I agree with you. I'm I'm the same way. Sometimes something will come around. Usually, it's almost all the time. Anytime I'm trying to manifest something, it's money. It's like financial money situations. And usually, like you said, it'll come around when I haven't asked for it for a while. I haven't really been thinking about it. I'm like, oh, and then it's always an amount that is nice, but not like. Not what you asked for, like the hundred life changing. Yeah. And I feel like such a greedy jerk to be like, Hey, I asked for money. Can you just give me a million dollars? Like, come on. Like, and then I get a check for like $45 for, for my social, for my taxes. And I was like, this is, I was like, Oh, this is great. And then the little voice in my head is like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and so I wanting to admit that that's still ha- like, you can be grateful. I am endlessly grateful for my life, for every little tiny thing that happens. On my way home from the farmer's market today, I was just looking at the trees and I started crying because I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Everything's so beautiful. I have a cloud cover and while I walk home, I'm so grateful. Like I'll be, I'm grateful for every fucking thing there is. I, sw- I know how to do gratitude and I really feel it. I think that's why I cry a lot too. Oh, yeah. But you can still feel like you want way more and like that you should have it now 
and you can still feel impatient and you can still have this thing. That's like, no, give me more now. Like that doesn't make you a bad person. You're not doing the inner work incorrectly. It's all, there's always going to be a part of you that is like, fuck this, or like, I want more, or this isn't what I asked for. It's always going to be a little voice. And I think people try to comp, like make those go away all like they're yes. never going to happen. And that's just so much energy wasted. Well, and I, I hate when people say that, like, I just want that to go away or I'll just shut it down or whatever. I'm like, no, this is an important thing that's talking to you. Like, this is just part of you. And then the way that you're just describing this and the words that you're saying, it really reminds me of this, my latest book I've been reading, my raw lecture, whatever it is, because he talks about each of the lines and their personality placement. And with the third line personality, it's really about sustainability. And he says, one of the most important themes you're going to deal with is the theme of material and money. The third line yeah, is I've read that a lot. material way and the financial and money way. And it was so interesting. And just talking about the martyrdom, this is, this is what hit me when I told you the other day, there's a phrase in here. And I was like, oh, I've been totally in my martyrdom with money. Like, what was me? Why, why am I not making as much? Why is nobody hiring me for my business? But the flip of that is the mastery. Like the third line is really here to be the mastery of the material plane and the mastery of money. And it just like blew my mind. I've been really sitting with it for the past couple of days. Yeah, I've read that. I remember reading that a lot when I first started about design and it pissed me off because I was like, well, then I should have money. Like, it's like third lines are so good with money. Like you're going to get it from so many different places and just, you're going to be rained on with money. And it pissed, that really irritated me because no and I understand what they mean when they say that but I don't know I feel like sometimes when when things in human design are talked about as like the money channel or you should get money or when it's sex or when people use the words that they or the the parts that of you that are gonna you're gonna be like whoa I want to listen to this this is about money this is about relationships this is like these are the parts that pull at me and sometimes I think it's a little misrepresented in design because yeah, it's money, but I think a lot of times it's also like resources and wealth, how you see wealth. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I'm good at, I, I'm good at managing that kind of stuff, but I would like to practice managing money more if I could. Thank you. But yeah. I totally get yeah. the third line thing with a lot of it's a lot of it is centered around like like material stuff and Mm -hmm. you don't want it to be like a lot of me fights it it's like I don't want to care about this stuff we've talked about this before I would just I want to live in the forest and not have to care about money or jobs or any of that stuff but insurance (laughs) but I also don't want to go through what it would take to actually do something like that (laughs) like that's the other thing is like what would it take to actually do that and be able to live? Well, you'd have to change your life completely and learn a yep. bunch of new skills, grow your own food, figure out where you're going to live. And yep. like, is that scared? Are you scared? Is it safe? Like that? And that's where my survival view is like, oh, hey, now your couch is really comfortable. What are you talking about over here? You love air conditioning. Right. <laughs> you barely can camp for one night. What is happening? But in my head, I see like this 
person floating around in a forest like gathering yeah. her own food and like oh, having all the time of the day because I don't have to have a stupid job yeah. so I think a lot of the times our like I said our like thoughts and our um desires and our dreams all this daydreamy fun stuff imagination takes us really sometimes up in the sky but what you really want is much more achievable than you think like the mm. other day I was walking my dogs going if I had a million dollars where would I be right at this moment it'd be I'd walking the dogs because it was the time of day that the dogs go for a walk and I would still have dogs maybe yeah. we'd be in our backyard and I wouldn't have to walk them but I would be outside with these dogs yeah. And lately I've been stopping myself at different points of times of my day and going, if you had a million dollars, where would you be right now? And it's usually very similar to where I am at that moment and what I'm doing at that moment. It would just be in like a bigger house. Yeah. <laughs> and, like a, yeah. And I'm sure I would have a different energy and feeling because I wouldn't be worrying about money, but it would be the yeah. same stuff. Yeah. That's the other thing. Talking about that energy and feeling when people are like, show up as your higher self, as your next level self. and like, feel what you would feel. I'm like, I don't know what I would feel. I want that feeling. I know what I would be doing. Like, you're right. I can like put together, show up as your, like you said, who you, who you want to be already be that person. Just be them. You're already them. If you're wanting to be that, you're them. You are them. Just be that person. It is a very prominent like it like energy or I don't know what to call that but like almost any self-helpy thing you look at or hear about one of the pieces is whatever you want to be just act like that person all the time be that person you're that cool on one hand I kind of get it like where it's like okay, like I've been acting this way. So that's what's been creating my reality. But that's because I have these specific stories that I've been holding on to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I can kind of see that. So if I switch that, if I, if I acknowledge these stories and then they don't have as much a hold on me, I can show up in this way and start Mm -hmm. making different decisions. Uh, But then it, it still feels kind of abstract. Like, who do I want to be? I want to be someone like traveling the world and, Mm -hmm um you know meeting with clients and having fun well I'm a single mom living in Houston Texas so I think what it helped what it helps me with is realizing that and I think this really helps with my undefined G center too is that just like you said who do I want to be what do I want to be that's a really for undefined GP people that's a real weird we're trying to put ourselves our square peg in a round hole and it yes. doesn't work. So a lot of times I'll go, who do I want to be right now? And that's why I do it at specific times of the day. I'm like, okay, right now what's happening? Cause I know I'm not the same. I'm not going to be the same. And I have a hard time, like you said, going, well, who would I like to be? So that's why it's easier for me to go. Well, I would like to not have to worry about money, that mm-hmm. energy and that feeling. I don't know what that is. I don't even know close to what that is. I would like to explore that energy and that feeling. But the only way to do that is to get more money. There's like one way. (laughs) There's the the chicken and egg thing because then there's people saying like, like 
the way to get more money is to move into that energy, right? And to say things like, like whenever you spend money and I started doing this and honestly, it really did help. Like I'd get groceries at the grocery store. And whenever I would feel nervous about spending that money, I would think, look, I'm getting this, like, thank you to the money for providing food for my family. And this money goes to this dude who's checking out my groceries. Right. And like, he's, he gets to have this life because I'm helping support, with this money. And I just try to think of all the good that the money can go to. And that honestly did change a lot of my perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And even lately, I've been doing similar things to you where I would get stressed about money, but like the past couple months, like I would, I would hate paying my rent. It would always stress me out, but the past couple months I would actively move into how cool is it that I get to pay this rent and I have this place for my kids that's safe and, Mm -hmm. you know, just go to all of that. And then I would also visualize like, okay, all this money is about to leave my bank account, but that's only creating space for way more money to come in. Like, how fun is that? Mm-hmm. And it's helped to change a lot. Yeah. And it sees different things happening with my money, but you're right. Like it's, it's this weird thing. It's like, well, I have to have more money to feel this security, mm-hmm. but I have to feel secure to get the more money. Yeah. I have to not care about money to get it. I have to not want it or care about it or think about it. And that's when it happens. Yes. And then that annoys me because I feel like if I care about something, I want to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. You know, what's cool is there's this meditation. I do a lot that, um, is yoga with Adrian. She does this meditation. I love her. I love her too. And she said something about like, don't like, don't think about your breath or, or let your breath just be what it is. And she's, and then she goes, I find this is a a catch 22 because if we tell you not to think about your breath, you're automatically going to think about your breath. So instead I invite you to simultaneously not think about it, but also give it attention when you need to. And I was like, this is cool. I like this. Cause when people tell you not to think about something, that's what you're thinking about. Like the pink when people tell you not to worry about it. You're worrying about it. And when it's something as pervasive as money. Yeah. I don't know how you don't have it, even if it's just a little tiny inkling in the back of your mind, if you don't have it. (laughs) I don't know how you don't have this crazy gnawing if you don't have the money, like physically in your possession. I don't know. So I'm similar to you. I'm experimenting with different things and mindsets whenever. It doesn't make me feel better. It does make me feel less worried. It does make me feel less stressed. It does give me more confidence. But at the same time, that's, I'm still where I'm at. I feel like you and I are do a really good job at like putting ourselves in the lives that we want, thinking about it, experimenting with different ways to get clarity on it, all these things. But there's the real like real life of that doesn't mean you get what you want. It doesn't mean if you're calling in money or doing all this stuff, doesn't mean you just get it. If you're calling in a relationship, it doesn't mean it's just going to happen. If you're calling in, I don't know, happiness or anything. Happiness for me is an easier one because I can relatively make myself happy very quickly. But like tangible stuff, like calling in stuff like that and not getting it is what usually happens. Yeah. For most people. And it's, it's not like that somebody has a secret where they know what words to use or how to call something in. Oh, I manifested money and oh my God, I got millions of dollars. Like 
cool yeah that's not real or like the people who are like quantum jump like do this quantum jump meditation and or i started looking into that stuff ever since the last time we talked about it yeah i haven't done anything with it but i've read it and it like makes my brain kind of go whoa i mean i've done a couple of those meditations because obviously curiosity and fear motivation i'm like and three line you have to try it like i want to know what this is about yeah and and i fully was like hoping for some kind of miracle like the next day something magical would happen um the wording of the wording of it does lead you to believe that that is what would be the case yeah I will say that yeah but then and I think we talked about this before like my friend said well if you don't have any of the mystical circuitry then it's going to be too rough on your system and so that's what it's so fascinating to me all this stuff is so fascinating and the people who I never thought about that like rough on your system like maybe this isn't good for you to to attempt like I never even thought of it in that regard because if we think about the nervous system and how much is connected to money and sustainability and security and especially with you like you have all the three lines and then you have all the one colors and your nervous system is in this one place and if we just switched your nervous system okay cool right let's let's just do it let's turn that switch I'm ready <laughs> I know. It would but I be- think this is a good message for people because it's like you can do all these things and yes, they can help you, but that's just because the things aren't actually happening, like you're not getting tangible things, you're we're you're still doing okay. There's probably a million other reasons why you're not getting those things, right? Because life. So there's things that you can it's really hard because like, and I'll use Travis as an example. I'll see like his story and I'm like, oh, this would be really cool to be like, oh, I don't like to live here anymore. I'm just going to go to this conference and then this conference, and then I'm going to shoot off to Norway. And I know that that's complicated for him. And maybe financially it was hard for him or scary or whatever it was to do all these things. But in my head, I'm like, I have a husband and two dogs. Like I literally couldn't do this. Like I probably could, but Again, what it would take to get me there is more than I would like to do. And once I'm there, I might be like, oh shit, like this was a bad idea. So, cause I thought about them the whole time. I'm like, what if Sean and I just pack up the car and move to a different state and start new lives and la la la. And it sounds really romantic and fun, but the process, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I look at all you people, you too, because your kids are getting older now. So you're like this close to being able to just gallivant. Um, That's interesting too, because I talk about that a lot and that, and I'll tell my kids, like, I really want to go travel for a year after Oliver graduates. But the mom part of me is like, can I really be halfway across the world from my kids? And be I mean, okay you can, that? you can experiment with, with closer travel if you would like. Maybe, maybe because he's older now, you can go do like closer things that are still, that are in the United States, but still like out of state or like go to the coast or like, there's so many places you can go. So weird to be that far. And so that's an interesting thing. Like, that's what I'm saying is they would be so excited for you. They would be so excited for you. And I want, but that's the thing. My kids are like, cool. I think you should, especially my manifester kid. He's like, look, I'm going to spend a year traveling the world at some point and you don't get to come with me. 
I'm informing you now that at some point I'm leaving you. Yes. And I will be back. And that so feels very fun. good because he's a manifest that does feel good. But I think for you too, it'd be really good. And it you're so, like your one three is going to keep you like safe and resourceful and knowledgeable about your surroundings. You're going to, your fear motivation is going to be like, oh, well, we're not going to stay there. That place is hanky. Like you yeah, are like built for this. You're like built for it. I'm so curious. Um, but yeah, like there's some things I get so frustrated about being in this place where it's so hot and it's miserable and I'm surrounded by all these conservatives. And like, I just want to go, I want to go figure out, I want to do astrocartography and like go travel and visit my Venus line and just mm -hmm. see how that feels. And how, how jealous are you watching Jess Fields' stories of moving? <laughs> I like love her. She's my favorite. And I love that she has afforded herself the luxury to be like, I don't like it here. I know. I know they had like mold problems. And I think that's mainly the reason that they're leaving. She, has, yeah. she hasn't shared that much, but she basically yeah. said it was too much stimulus for her and she needed to be in a smaller town. And I was like, oh. I know. Right. And she's talking about, I need my feet in the grass. And like, I, that's something I've realized, like, I am not in the correct environment here. I'm a Valley's environment on a second mm -hmm. story apartment. I, I don't have grass. I mean, there's grass outside, but there's also like 50 dogs in the complex. So I don't know how much they've peed in that grass. Oh my God, the little kids that play in the grass in front of my place. I'm like, yeah. you know how many times my dog has shit right there? <gasps> yeah. Like and laying in it. Wanna, I want to put my bare feet in the grass. And sometimes I just want to lay down in the grass. I'm not going to do that here. Yeah, it's too hot too. Yeah. It, <laughs> Well, I think that this is exciting because I do think that even though there's certain things that are keeping you in certain parameters, finances, kids, otherwise, they're keeping you in a place. One of those is like one of the big ones is loosening, you know, and mm -hmm. now you kind of can like, oh, maybe I can afford this little day trip or maybe I can afford this thing. I feel like for you, it's going to once you start it, I think you'll probably be like, Ooh, this is fun. And I'm going to go do this. And you have like places that you um, can stay if you go places too, you know, I have to get you yes. a bed, but it, it'll, we have a room. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> um, would be so yeah, you I probably know. have a ton of places you could stay too. Like, right. like people that you would like to stay with, not just like, well, I mean, that would be you. so fun. Just go travel around and visit people and mm -hmm. say hi to my internet friends in real life. That'd be, I, so I think cool. it's very close for you. I think so too. Like I'm feeling the, that's the, probably why you're like, come come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I think about, there's only two more years, Oliver's a junior and junior and senior year go by so fast because there's so many changes and Matthew is just thriving so much in college. And so just knowing how good he's doing really. You're going to have adults. You're going to have you adult know? children. Yeah. And they're both like, go travel, like we'll be fine. And I'm, I'm very open with them. So I'm like, are you sure you won't feel de deserted by your mother? Oh my God. They will Absolutely be so not. happy. <laughs> They'll be happy for you. They'll be excited yeah. for you. They'll be fine. You're going to bring them pictures and stuff and like and like knickknacks and shirts and yeah and it's and we have snapchat and they're gonna see how happy you are your kids are so sweet they're gonna be like yeah no, mom they are gonna miss you because you're their mom but you have set them up so well 
that they're fine and they have their dad there too and they have their friends and they have the rest of your family like I don't know where Oliver's gonna end up in college he might be at the same place as Matthew but um their dad is married to someone who lives four and a half hours away and so he keeps saying that once they're graduated he's gonna move over there to be with her so he won't be right here Mm -hmm. and um yeah there's so but I don't think I don't, so that's the other thing that I get in my head, right? And like, well, if their dad's leaving, then I need to stay around. Like, you're still it, around. It'll you're be just okay. doing stuff. Well, and Oliver and I talk because Oliver, Oliver's going to be a dad at some point. I'm pretty sure. Like, he's already like, I want to be a stay-at-home dad and like have my own business and take care of the kids. And I'm like, that's amazing. It's like I want to. I'm already excited about my grandkids. I'm like, I want to live close enough that I can help if you need it, mm-hmm. and and I want to go to the basketball games because it probably your kid will play basketball and like I want to be an involved grandma and actually have a relationship with my girl you know so I feel like I have this little window I yeah because I didn't get to do it in my 20s I was a mom and so like go play and have some fun Mm -hmm. and then come back and settle in Mm -hmm. when it's time to settle in so yeah I think that's a great idea. And how cool would it be if you're in like a different state, like have, having a great time and you, one of your kids comes and like meets up with you, drives, drives to see you. And then you guys have like a little adventure and then you go your separate ways. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I love that shit. I'm, this is probably why another bajillion reason why I didn't have kids is because I don't want, I'm constantly amazed at how much I enjoy Sean to the mm-hmm. point of, I will like, feel like I'm stalking him when he's not here sometimes. And I feel like that's so good for 10 years, you know, I recently, like over the last year was when I really, it clicked in my mind that we are actually going to be together forever. And like, I'm going to grow old and die and be with this person before that didn't really, I didn't care about that. Cause I think to me personally, that's too far. Like that's too too much pressure you're putting on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like when you get married and people are like, well, how can you marry someone you can't see yourself with forever and ever? And it's like, well, I just don't see that far ahead in general, but yeah. as far ahead as I do see he's there. So yes. And now like we've seen, we'll, we'll see old couples. And I do that thing where I'm like, oh, that's totally going to be like us. And I asked him the other day, I'm like, Sean, like, I'm probably going to get like, one of us is going to get cancer. Um, one of us is going to lose our hair. Like we're going to get like legit old and saggy and wrinkly my hip doesn't doesn't work like it's already happening and he was like he was like I don't care about that and I was like I don't care about that either oh my god like I was like oh shit so like we're gonna be fucking old decrepit people with each other and he was like yeah he's like that's what we signed up for (laughs) and I was like and because we don't want kids it feels very like you're the only one I have it's very like it's very scary but I don't know this last year I've gotten like totally and like way more in love with him it's re- it's wild like I don't know where it came from but I'm just like I actually really fucking love you it's weird um, that's really beautiful I love that yeah it's just because I never wanted kids so I always like this whole idea of like marrying someone I told you when he first was like asked me to marry him I'm like but we're not having kids he was like yeah that's those are two separate things and I'm like, no, you get married so that you can have kids. Like, you don't have to get married. You just stay together for a really long time if you don't have. And he was like, well, I want to marry you. And I was like, shit. And you don't want kids and you want to marry me? Why? 
but I mean I, I want the same shit so you're giving me hope for I know and I feel sometimes I talk too much about him <laughs> but it's hard because he's, he's your like, person yeah and he's really I like when you talk cool. about him because it it like moves me out of my insecurities about it like it's like giving me proof that that there's shit about them that you're really not gonna like that you're almost gonna question like like there's certain political and like views on the world and the people in it that we do not share we're close but we don't but we're not on the same same page and that freaked me out I was like we can't be together if he leans more right in these places where I lean left but you can it's just you have to respect each other's we got into a talk about transgender stuff in the car the other day and I like immediately shut it down I'm like we don't agree on this so I don't want to talk about it Mm because we just don't we don't agree and he was like well I want to talk about it and we actually because of him had a normal conversation neither of us got upset or mad or tried to defend the other or what we were saying we just kind of presented what we thought this is where I say sometimes he has extreme views of like looking at the one person when I'm looking yeah. at like all of the people. Mm-hmm. But we had a, like a respectful conversation. It was real weird because I did not think this was possible because I know we didn't agree on certain parts of this. And in my head, I'm like, am I am I able to be with someone who doesn't see it exactly the way that I see it? Mm-hmm. And once we talked about it for a while, he was like, oh, I can see where you're coming from. And I told him, I'm like, well, there's this, these certain places I don't see where you're coming from. And he's like, that's fine. That's okay. Like, we're okay. And we just kept talking. And then we changed the subject and talked about something else. And I was like, like, we just talked about something we do not agree on at all, really, in certain places. And we yeah. didn't fight about it. And I don't feel like you're a terrible person or I'm a terrible person. It's just, we don't agree on this thing. His dad and his dad's girlfriend of like 15 years are his dad's very right and this girl woman is very left very like extreme sides they don't agree on anything and they've been together for like 15 years they don't live together they're just together that's what i know when i met her i was like yeah like i feel like i think the reason i like you hearing about you and sean is because that's kind of what i want like i want to get kind of clingy like fairly codependent with my person but there's gonna be stuff that you don't like and you're just yeah. it's just gonna be what it is yeah you're gonna, well, there's I gonna mean, be things that you accept that you didn't think you would accept and I'm not talking about like bad shit I'm talking about socks on the floor or like little things that you're like I will never take this this means they don't respect me that's yeah. not what it means just I just want to be able to have conversations like I feel like we you will both of my husbands like but my lived experience is that when I bring up what's important to me that's annoying and stupid and um we just need the opposite me and Sean are the opposite he brings stuff up I'm like I don't want to talk about this shit and he's like no we're talking about it like from me it's very funny that you that but the way that y'all continue to talk about it where I feel like in in my pet like part of me I wondered every single day for the past 10 years like if my kid's dad would have just had an open and honest conversation with me about a couple things would we still be married to this day because I feel like he just didn't want to listen to me and he didn't want to have a conversation that might have been difficult and so we just got divorced 
That's what, what do you think if you would have had those conversations sooner, you would have broken up sooner? I mean, maybe it's that too. Um, it's I either, yeah, it's like, I know for me, like you're talking about growing old, like even from the beginning, like when we were high schoolers, I had this vision of us being married and having two boys uh-huh. and then that ended up happening. And I would also have visions of him like as an old dude with like big bushy eyebrows and big You're ears, still like, going to get it very specific imagery of you're him still gonna get it because well, he, he would also tell me he's like I'm gonna be one of those old guys because he's a pilot or he doesn't fly anymore but anyway he's like I'm just gonna be one of those old guys that wears uh, flight suits and I'm gonna have like if you die before me I'm just gonna put your ashes in a bag and I'm gonna keep it in one of my pockets so that I can have you with me all the time and he would tell that's me cute. and I'm like that's no longer true <laughs> so but it is a little true because if you you'll still see him when he's old Cause you have your kids. He's still, yeah. he's still, it's funny because the visions and the things that you saw are true. It's just not at all the way that you, this is what I think a lot of times when people have, cause I don't, I do believe that people see things that end up happening, mm-hmm. but I think you just get like the little piece, like the, Oh, we had the two kids or, Oh, I'm going to see him old. You don't get all the other stuff. Oh, I'm going to see him as he's older, but we're might not be together. Or the reason I see him is because we have the kids. And so that's why we're, we're a family still. Like that's how that works. But that's like giving me chills. That's interesting. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like, cause a lot of times, like I said, something will happen that I think is fortuitous or like magical or universe talking to me bullshit, but it doesn't come the way that I wanted it. No, this isn't what I wanted. And they're like, well, this is what you're getting. And sometimes I feel like the only reason that he and I were together is to bring these two humans into the world. And it was almost like, as soon as that happened, it's like, okay, you're done. Like, (laughs) I think you probably got some lessons with it too, but also, I mean, you're probably not wrong. I mean, that just seems like a big part of it. It's so, it's so weird. And then I remember the moment I was like looking down on the couch at the boys like playing and it flashed me back to the moment like 10 years before that I had had that vision it was like oh crap this is what I saw that one day and when you were saying that just now I'm like oh now I'm curious like that moment that I see in the future of him like staring at him as this old man like I wonder what is happening on that day kind of excited to know you're still gonna get that you're still gonna get the picture yeah you just don't know like who knows what's going on so you're gonna be looking at what are you turning gray look at your let me see how old are you looking this is, are you looking like my thought? Not yet. Well, and the imagery I have, this is like 30 years in the future. So like the way he looks. Okay. That's cool. It's very, so now I'm curious. And I'm figuring out that like, there's other thing where I'm like, we probably wouldn't have been together long-term. <laughs> I don't know. I, I The person I see myself with long-term now is not traditionally male we'll just say that mm-hmm. so I, and that's great and that gives you so many more options like you've yeah. opened yourself up to so many more options it almost to me feels like even though this is a thing that you haven't talked about a lot and you're not sure about where it's going yet to me it's like possible your possibilities right and probability 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 well the probability that love your life is in this huge pool of people now that's yeah. larger yeah is, is <laughs> so that's good um but I also feel like 
relationships are mad. There's parts of them that are, you can't explain it. It's magical almost because this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I'm not a relation. I'm not a relationship person. Yeah. But with him, I am the relationship person, but really not. I don't have a very, I have friends. I have you. It's easier. I think because we're farther apart and I would love to see you in real life and I'm hug you to death. You know that. But I think the it's easier for us to maintain because mm-hmm. we don't feel like, oh, I have to, I haven't seen that person in two weeks. Let's plan like a together or, yeah. or they're throwing this party and do I want to go or like, we can't go to that stuff. We can go to this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps for me to maintain relationships when I don't feel like I have a responsibility to the person to like keep up a relationship because that feels exhausting to me. And this defies all I just stopped trying to make sense of it to be quite honest because I've all I've over the years I've had so many different thoughts of like you how are you doing this why are you doing this like what would your life be like if you were single like all of these things Mm -hmm. and then it feels like this fire hose just comes and goes and then it's just like but then you wouldn't have this person and that's just like well I can't do that so it's it's weird. I just don't, I've never. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm, I guess it's beautiful, but I also find it it's very frustrating because I want to like tell people what to do. <laughs> this is what you should do. And these are the <laughs> like lists you should follow. Yeah. And I have, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it just happened. It was very innocent. And I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel good to me to not have anything. I feel selfish I feel like I did something that got me something really good and I wish I could do it for other people and I can't and I'm like I want to but you're 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 doing the stuff that needs to be done anyway for you to be available for this person anyway so it's like it's not like you're already I feel like it's coming so far ahead um but, and I've realized too that a lot of why I haven't been able to let go of him or to move past him is because we never had that closure conversation. We never had this like, why did you do this? Or like, let's figure this out. And a lot of the stuff that he did do when I would ask him about it, he would just flat out gaslight me. Like that never happened. So I didn't get that. And when we go back to my one lines and that fear motivation, I'm like, I I needed that foundation. I needed that understanding so that I can have that foundation of moving forward. And I've never got that. You've never done that? No, because when I ask him, he flat out, there's been multiple times. Like you said this, and this is why I don't trust you. And he's like, I would never say that. You know that. But you did. Okay. I think you need to say every, all the pieces you need to say, even, I think you need to soundboard everything on him and he can't talk to you because you know, it's true. I, there was, when we were having this, like, so right before I moved to Houston, I had to sue him because he decided he just didn't need to pay child support anymore. So I said, no, thank you, please. And I hired a lawyer. And then it was at that point where I realized I'd hold held back a lot because I was afraid of losing that security of him. But since he was threatening to take it away anyway, I just unleashed. I was like, and we did, we had this big argument at a park. Well, the boys like sat at the playground staring at us, and then a kid's birthday party started coming in. This is like very relatable growing up because my parents divorced at the same time. Yeah, 
I'm like, we are having this conversation because no, and just all this stuff. I'm like, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, that never happened. I was like, yes, it did. And then he walks away crushed. He's like, I am so upset. He was like crying and he, and I could see in his body language. I'm like, what's happened? Like, did I go into a different reality? Um, Is he genuinely serious that he thinks this happened? And the interesting thing is his dad did the same thing to his mom when they divorced. He actually did really terrible things and ended up in prison. And sometimes I wish that would have happened to me because anyway, and he would write her letters. She told me this one time. She's like, he would write letters and talk about these things that never happened. And then he never acknowledged what did happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've done everything I've done as a mom, because I'm like, I see a pattern here. Mm -hmm. My kids are not doing this to their spouse at all so I'm gonna do what I need to do to show up in the best way to help them be healthy so they don't pull this bullshit and I guarantee you that whoever my kid marries I'm gonna be like look I'm not abandoning you (laughs) and then my mother-in-law introduces him to his now wife less than a year after our divorce so I feel like sorry that's hard to deal with when Cause you do feel like you're going crazy when people yes. say, I, especially something like, you know, I would, you know, that that's manipulation, right? When he says, hey, I do I now. never say something like that. Like it took me a while. That's like straight up manipulation. My Absolutely. mom would say shit like that to me when I was a kid, when I would try to point out shit she did when she was drunk. Oh, I would never do that. You know, I would never do that. Make sure you feel like the asshole for thinking, exactly. having the audacity to think that they would ever say that when in reality they know they said it they did and he presents like a very nice guy like if you were to just meet him and be like oh yeah he's a he's a nice guy and so that makes it even worse where I'm like I look like the asshole idiot like yelling at this nice guy like I'm the crazy woman Mm -hmm. so it's been a lot well it's good that you see this this awareness that you have is really good because a lot of people stop before they get to there I I feel and yeah, I almost feel like you can't have, com- you can't really have a conversation with somebody like that. So mm-hmm. I think you just working on doing what you're doing to let it go that you're already doing without him being involved is going to be the best thing that you're going to get. Cause if, I mean, if, if, if he's not going to admit to reality, then what can I, yeah. it's so hard when you're dealing with people, my Sean's best friend's wife um was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and she would refuse to take medication and this was had been going for like a year they're divorced or going through divorce now because she got super paranoid and like made up this trip he went on with another girl like that literally never happened and he has proof of like where he was during this time like with his kids like he was there she was at her parents like they just weren't together and in her mind he left the state and went to like Hawaii or something and had like this relationship and came back and he can't convince her that that never happened and there's multiple times where she's been like you're cheating on me this 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 and made up and I feel so bad for him because like you can't read and she got physically abusive with him he's afraid to have her around their children this whole ordeal and he's the father so he's having a harder time because she's the mother so and they're in california so a lot of times they will get partial custody even if it's 
probably not the best choice because she's not and he, I feel so bad for him because like he was telling Sean on the phone like and he, he knew I was there and I was listening and he sounded very upset he's like I just don't know how to reason with somebody who is making up things that didn't happen it's like sweetie you can't this is the part where you can't do that now you can't do anything like yeah. that now you need help you need support and you need to get out mm-hmm. and he's got two girls 11 and 9 I know I was like oh god to see your mom like this and to not really have like context right and to have what I guess her family is saying a bunch of shit to because they don't want to I I think the main thing is they don't want to admit that there's something wrong with her like mentally chemically on instabilities like that they don't want that so they're just pretending like it's not the her whole family so she has the support of her whole family in this like delusion wow so he's in the process now of divorcing her and trying to get full custody of his two daughters Uh. and this all happened in like the last less than a year like before that when I when he talked about this his friend I don't hope I didn't say his name maybe I did no they don't listen but when he talked about his friend and his wife it was always like oh yeah the the family they did this like they were going to do this him and his wife and then one day Sean was just like this is what happened like the cops came and I'm like so she just like like something I don't know I don't know because she's like our age I don't know when that stuff happens to you or if there's a time or maybe can just happen or maybe she's been this like lesser version of this for a while and now it's like straight delusional like I don't know how you you don't take something to help you with that like I don't take I don't I hate I don't like medicine I don't like medications I avoid it as much as possible if I don't have to take antibiotics I won't take like all that stuff is not I don't really care for it but if I was having something to the point where I was making up fiction like things in life that -hmm. are not real I would want help to balance that out if I could yeah but also it's got to be scary as shit it's got to be yeah when he was telling me this stuff I'm like dang Sean he's like yeah he's going through some really heavy stuff right now it's like damn where did that come from he's like I don't know and he felt he feels Sean was like when he first heard about it was like visibly upset about it I I felt bad for him because you know that's just a weird situation to be in and it reminds me of like when my parents like growing up with parents who are alcoholics there's only a certain amount of things you can do to where you don't you you shouldn't do anything you actually should stop doing things yeah because you're enabling and all those words and blah 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 but that's what I thought with him is like, wow, he's going to have to like drop her, like let her go to save himself and these kids. Like he has to do that. That's kind of feel shitty, even though his family is very, his family is very supportive of him and like being like, you're doing the right thing. Like keep moving forward with this. Cause he was back and forth about divorcing here. He wasn't sure. He was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then she got a restraining order on him. That was not or like real like a bunch of weird stuff she tried to take the kids and like leave like run away not tell anybody where they're going oh my gosh i know this is some heavy shit and sean was like babe i'm so happy that we don't have to deal with this stuff i'm like you don't know 
You're one like, of us can go insane one of these days. You don't know. But I'm, I said, but babe, <laughs> if I'm acting like this and I and I won't take my medication and I won't get better, I understand if you have to get away, like if you have to leave, like I would understand. And he just, he was like, I'm like, I probably wouldn't understand because I'm not I'm mentally insane, but it's okay. Still do it. <laughs> You're like, I understand. Like you can only and help people to, to as much as they want to be helped. And then there's things that people have to do for themselves that I've realized. I had to figure that out real early on as a child. Like, oh, they're supposed to take care of themselves. Well, that's weird. <laughs> they don't know how to do that. I have to do that um I had a similar thing like when I was young I remember like I got an alarm clock when I was in first grade and I got myself up I did everything and I was like really anxious about getting to school on time and it wasn't until I was the mom of a preschooler when we had this like parent meeting and the head lady is like okay y'all gotta make sure you get up on time like it's up to you to get your kid to school on time and I had this moment of like no he's got to get himself ready and I was like whoa he's five like, why am I expecting that of him? Because and you expected why, it of you. Yes. And why did I expect that of me? Like, really? Because that was my first reaction. I'm like, he's got to, he's got to do this for himself. He's got it. he learn. Wow. Did you see, this is actually kind of shocking and not great, but this Mormon YouTuber lady, she had like a YouTube channel with this other lady um, about raising kids. She has eight kids or something like that. She got arrested for child abuse because like they found the kids in her kids in her home that they are not even sure her kids that had like markings from like being tied up they hadn't had food she had been under fire a few years before for making this comment of her kids her six-year-old kids school called her and said you didn't send your kid with a lunch she has no money like she can't, she doesn't have food to eat. And the mom's response was, she didn't make her own lunch this morning. So I'm teaching her a lesson. At six years old, this child was required to make their own lunch. And if they did not, they didn't get lunch because that was the lesson. You prepare yourself, you take care of yourself or else you don't eat. And wow. you're six years old. Wow. And she defended, like, there's this big video of her defending, like, why she didn't. And she's like, she's like, she got food when she got home. Like, she had dinner. She just missed one meal. So she's not going to die and all this other stuff. And I was like, do you realize how much you're fucking up your kid in here when you do that? Like, you're telling them they're not safe unless they provide for their own safety. That parents are just there. Why? Why do you have parents? Yeah. <laughs> why are you there? If they're supposed to do everything for themselves, man, I thought that was rough, but yeah, she's in jail now because, and apparently one of the kids, one of the boys slept on a beanbag chair for seven months. Like he didn't have a bed. He just slept in a beanbag chair, <laughs> like a little kid. I was like, and it's not like she couldn't provide. She just, these were, she was teaching lessons. These were lessons she was teaching them. I don't know what the bed one was about, but. These were lessons that they had to learn. Oh my God. That's insane to me. I get you want your kids to be independent, but yeah. your well, kids like should also kids, get to be children. Yeah. My kids made their own lunch and and did their own laundry starting in like kindergarten second because that's when I became a full-time single mom. And honestly, I Yeah, but if they forgot their lunch, you wouldn't be like, oh well, you starved yeah, to death. I like made sure. <laughs> 
like there were p- parts in the fridge where I'm like, this is your food stuff. So it was literally like, they just take stuff out of the fridge. Like and this put- here, here, here. Yeah. But yeah. if your school called and was like, Hey, your kid doesn't have lunch. Cause he forgot your lunch. You wouldn't be like too bad. So sad partner. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, oh, <laughs> like, can I'll you bring you something or like a school lunch and I'll yeah. send them with money tomorrow. <laughs> and you wouldn't. And, and this kid got in trouble afterwards when they got home for not, you wouldn't scold your, Oh, how dare you? That's terrible. You forgot. First of all, we can, if that's teaching your kid, you cannot make mistakes. That if you make a mistake, you might starve. And life is all about making mistakes. That's one of the first things I thought. I'm like, you're teaching this kid to like literally fear mistake, any sort of mistake yeah. when it comes to taking care of themselves and living and trying life. You can't make a mistake. You won't get food. Oh yeah. yeah I read that. I was like, this is so mad. Like the way, the ways when we grew up that kids were abused were so classic and it's shitty to talk about, but now I, I read stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. I read this other story where this guy drugged his girlfriend and tattooed obscenities on her face. And she had to try to live and go about having a job. And in order to do that, she covered her face like with tattoo, mm-hmm. like with ink or something. She covered it. So she just had like this blackout face. And now she's getting it fixed by this guy who's donating his time and his everything to her to fix it for free but the reason she had this problem was because her abusive boyfriend drugged her and tattooed her face okay you're like now i'm done with relationships again thanks a lot janelle i was into it now i'm not into it i'll just be single forever and never talk just don't date a tattoo artist who has access to drugs you'll be fine i would like to think that i've done enough work on myself i wouldn't attract another toxic relationship i'm assuming there was many many more red flags about this person before this happened many 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 something else was going on you're you're good that i don't think this will accidentally happen to you (laughs) i just read it i was like that's so messed up to do to a person Uh, like just dump them God, take their stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Call them mean names, but don't tattoos mean names on their face. Terrible. Oh my God. We've been talking for like two hours. I know. <laughs> we didn't even really talk about what we said we were going to talk about. We didn't talk a lot about human design at all, really. So, um, but this is good. I think this is what we needed probably. So apparently. So let us know what you got out of this conversation. I'm sure someone, people are going to love this episode because we talked about so much um, random crap, but it's like, hanging out with your best friend just like you know take us on a journey with you like running errands like if you yeah. have a long jog for your training like pop this that's on. what i'm gonna title this episode like <laughs> just a bunch we're just friends talking about stuff yes this is this is coffee chat time <laughs> <laughs> i love it um but yeah i think i think this is good and we'll stop it here and we'll pick up on variables maybe next time when we feel like talking <laughs> about it yeah. I love how I thought we would have well, we have nothing to talk about that literally never happens okay <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening to us and we will be around again soon <laughs> <laughs> so cryptic <laughs> thanks for listening please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people is there something you want to hear Let us know. Your idea might be our next episode.